0: running on fumes today running on absolute fumes yeah
1: you and me both
0: i'll be palming the kid off tomorrow to papa <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> give daddy a break i think bit of granddad time yep. bit of kip time for the dad that's it daddy needs
0: to fucking put his feet up
1: <laughs>
0: daddy needs to go get a frothy from the pub to be i was honest. about to
1: say it's a bad time to be a <laughs>
0: Daddy needs a froth and a bet at the TAB, hmm. please. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Is there any a bet on
0: there? Let Daddy live. Oh, mate, there's always, there's something, always, to bet there's always on. something. There's always something. <laughs> there'll be some race in fucking the Philippines that I can just chuck you yep. money on. Hello,
1: handsome. Care for a rubdown. I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Something special is about to happen. Are you waiting to receive my limp penis? There
0: you are. <laughs> Yeah, g'day everybody. Welcome back to the Weekly Rubdown, a podcast that rubs down everything NRL Supercoach Draft. You are listening to the CTW Rubdown. I'm your host, Maddie, and with me as always Riding Shotgun. In the rub-mobile is the
1: stats wizard, Wooka the Weasel. Mate, yep. it um <laughs> this, this this one this position the CCW I'm anxious really about it. it gets me in a bit of a oh, bit funny. of a headspin to be honest. I there's so many it. options, so many <laughs> options, right. and there's so many like cha- minute little changes to positions, changes of teams, all these sort of things that have impacts to these players massively. And time will tell um, how we go. But um, look, I, I'm pretty happy with where the rankings stand is, as we as we put them together. But fuck. It was, a, it was a bit of a miss to pull that one
0: it is, There's a lot of names there. Yeah, and like you said, a lot of ups and downs and what have yous and ins and outs. It's very difficult. That's why I've got a few of these bad boys lined up next to the old laptop because I'm going to need them. You on the Vinos get... or...?
1: No, no, no. I'm on the, the Gage Road Single Fin. It, um, I think it came in at number 12 at the hottest 100. Tasty. Tasty.
0: All right, so... Fuck, what are we going to do here, mate? Let's get straight into a sledge, because we did catch up on the yes. Patreon. Nothing has changed on the Patreon since last night.
1: Uh, no, well, we released um, the the full rankings, the top 20 rankings for the 5.8. Um, yep. But yep, we'll be releasing the top 50 um, ranked uh, CTWs tomorrow. Okay. Tomorrow morning, and then on Friday, we'll be releasing the first cut of the draft chart that your cheat sheet This will help you pull together your pre-draft list. So a few people have been asking whether we could, um, like put groupings of where people sit, whether they're in the, um, the elite category or, or wherever we've got them in groupings of 10 draft picks. So one to 10, 11 to 20, blah, 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 all the way down to, um, pick 130. So there's, um, there's a fair bit, fair bit to go through. Um, and yeah, we're, it's still evolving as we, as new information comes to light and the more position analysis we do. So it is, it is a run, it is a running draft of the draft chart. but, um, yeah, it's, um,
0: it's a one-stop shop, baby. One-stop shop. Print this bad boy out, have it next to you when you draft and you will be harming. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I'm going to do it. I'm going to fucking that's
1: print it out and have it next to me. Unless you, unless you're drafting like we will be, and side by side, and, <laughs> mate, you'll be fucking fucking me over somehow. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep, I'll try. I'll try my best. All right, let's get into our next uh, listener league sledge. And of course, if you don't know what we're talking about, it's the listener league for the weekly rubdown 2023. To get in, you've got to go over to Apple Podcasts and leave a five star sledge. Uh, best ledgers get in and then you go on the running in a 10-man league to go up against us and other like-minded drafters we're going to mirror the loveless league which means it's going to be a betting league so all the more um, opportunity to come in and try out a betting league as well everyone that's tried it uh, that hasn't before it's loved it and they've taken it back to their home leagues so there's another little perk there as well and then of course You get to, if you win, you win fucking five slabs of Gage roads. So it's all ticks, baby. So let's get into this sledge. This one's called Five Star Rubbish. Listen to this podcast if you want to feel better about your own life. The (laughs) self-proclaimed host has the vocabulary of a retarded goldfish and has somehow weaseled his way into conning the actual weasel into believing he brings any form of value to the show. (laughs) The sadder (laughs) part wow that's savage. That is that is (laughs) straight for the jugular. (laughs) The sadder part is that the chopstick bloke that does all the hard work is too dumb to realise that the other bloke is claiming the credit and the cash. They come out this year talking about how they are the Draft Kings and trying to sell us their subscription, and one week later come back on saying they're just doing it for the fun of, for the fun after they get a couple of tricky questions in their DMs. What a pathetic pile of poo poos these two blokes are! I make my kids listen to just give them exposure to what happens when you don't pay attention in school. Fuck, that's good.
1: <laughs> that is that it, it cut deep. That's razor it sharp, is cut right to the bone. That is right razor sharp yeah that's um, good that's good one. i like it i like
0: mm, it mm, that's very good i love that i love that it needs need wow. need some
1: cold water on that wow, wow. yeah yeah i'm feeling that's a little a deep, bit exposed deep
0: burn. deep burn a little bit exposed here <laughs>
1: Woo, got me yep mm. yep didn't miss mm. didn't miss thats it wasn't good. a splatter gun that no. one was straight yep. to the straight yep. to the heart
0: yeah fuck yeah all right good one all
1: right <laughs> Right, I it.
0: Let's get into these CTWs.
1: Boyovic long pass. Ruben Garrick from the corner. He's in. Garrick gets here. Walks across the dead ball line. Now sprints back for me. In again. Garrick's in for four. He's in again. Ruben Garrick. Nice velocity.
0: like it. Jesus. Let's get on with the rubdown. Oh, fuck yeah. All right, so as always, we're going to talk about the top 10 here on the podcast. And as Wilco alluded to earlier, we have ranked, what, 50 on the Patreon? Yeah, 50. Fuck, that is, and that's wild gear, people. I mean, it is pretty much guesswork after the 30, after the top 30, but we did our fucking best. And uh, we talked about it last night and last week as well, just sort of going through each player Putting them up, talking about strength of schedule, their duels, taking everything into consideration when we're uh, ranking these CTWs because yeah, it's very important and especially later on in your draft where a lot of these guys are going to fall. You want to have all the information at hand, and you will if you are a subscriber.
1: So yeah. Also, with the with the rankings, it's not just where they they sit. It's also identifies if they've got dual position. It identifies their. 2022 average their final strength of the schedule for their position um and what we think is their predicted average
0: yes yeah. now and something that i picked up on uh just about 10 minutes ago is the strength of schedule that walker has got in there on these ranks on the uh, patreon is not the team strength of schedule it is actually their positional strength of schedule for the final. So, for example, we've got Joey Manu, number one. He's a CTW. 76.2 is his 2022 average. His final strength of schedule for right edge centers is 11th overall. So, Mm. that's how specific the strength of schedule gear is on there.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, taking Joey as an example, um, he doesn't stay in his lane. So, you don't really take too much weight on that 11th because he's going to be floating both sides of the field I think yeah for sure
0: all right let's get in this top 10 so yep Joey Manu is number one Mm. we've got Ruben Garrick two at the moment but I've got a feeling things will change there's more whispers going out there in the stratosphere at the moment about him playing left center if that happens he plummets a little bit for me what do you reckon
1: yeah, I think I think like we had him at a sixty-five to seventy average um, predicted average for the season. I think he can probably take five off that yep. average.
0: I think he still stays in the top ten, uh, but yeah, he's he's going to drop a
1: little bit. Obviously, he's he not going to he's not going to be at the end of the attacking the sweeping attacking movements. He'll be probably cut out sometimes, and yeah, it's going to be pretty devastating to his attacking output. Yeah, I agree. But we've got him two
0: at the moment, just until we get some concrete information about where he's going to play. Uh, and but he's then, dual exactly CTW fullback which is sexy as fuck mm. and at the moment uh, you know we're just taking it that he's going to play wing or fullback and both uh, sexy as fuck for, for Garrick in this manly side yep. number yep. three we've got Val Holmes four Brian To'o five Taylor May six Ronaldo Militalo seven Alex Johnston eight Campbell Graham nine Isaac Tungo and ten Sivitalakai and that rounds out the top ten. I'm pretty happy with that top ten because the the main thing to take away with that top ten is you got base power meets try scoring upside.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think I think there's it's going to be pretty hard. I mean, for position ten in particular, like Super I think look, he faded a bit last season. Um, I think having the full preseason this year, he might might be able to have a bit more longevity through the season. Um, yep. he, he was so good, though, at, at parts. He was absolutely unstoppable. So it, it's going to be interesting to see whether he's got a bit more um, miles in the legs. Yeah,
0: plenty to say about Sifitali oh. a little bit later. Uh, but without further ado, mate, let's get into these categories because we have plenty of fucking cunts to talk about in here. Let's get into the elite, guys. The elite. Best of the best. I got a booner. <laughs> so this picks one to ten. So these are your big dicks, your big alpha boys. Joey Manu and Room Garrick in there at the moment. Um yeah, look. Manu. Pl- there's plenty of questions coming up um in the question segment about Joey Manu, whether he's a trap, whether you can take him top ten. I'm a believer. Uh that's 76.2. Uh yes, it's inflated by some games playing at six and one. And those those games that he did play in the halves at fullback were his supersonic games where he went one, 150 mm. plus. But he still averaged 71 at center.
1: Yeah. So And, and we've got him predicted at a 70 average. So it, it brings him back to the pack a little bit. So I think that's that's appropriate. But the big kick in the dick, though, is he played a few games at, at fullback. He played a few games at 5'8". Didn't get fucking dual. Yeah,
0: dogs. crazy. Crazy. Absolute dogs. Weak, gutted dogs, whoever's <laughs> on <doing> those fucking <laughs> dual, dual selections. Cunts. Oh, not those. Nice. So, stats among centers. So, this is just comparing him with the other centers, not wings and centers. So, just among centers. First in tackle breaks, first in offloads, first in try involvements, and third in runs. Uh, and then, amongst the whole league uh, as a whole, second in tackle breaks, sixth in offloads, 10th in line break assists. 23rd in line breaks, 24th and try For someone that plays center, that's fucking ludicrous. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. So I'm happy to have him at the end of that top 10. Um overall. Like if you want to take Joey Manu, picks eight, picks nine, picks ten, I'm not gonna push back on
1: it. Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing about Joey is he always injects himself in the game. Um, he's never passive when they're they're in an attacking position and Look, he, yeah, I, I think his attacking output's going to go up significantly. Um, I think there, there might be a bit of a transition between himself and maybe Teddy over the next few years as well. Um, into the, the trajectory spot. is so, upwards.
0: You know, mm, fifty-six, yeah. then sixty-two, then seventy-six. Last, yeah, he's just getting oh, better and, and
1: better. And he, he absolutely brained it. Um, and at international level as well. So, you can't write him off. I don't think. No
0: i'm i'm big on him and look if you're at that sort of turn pick and you want to partner you know joey manu with a half or a two rf i love that move i'm i'm big on it so yeah all about joey manu right, all right let's get into the next guy and that is Ruben garrick We alluded to it earlier. Look, we don't like it if he's playing left-centre. Walk, you said that, you know, he might be one pass too short or one pass too long away from the points, uh, supercoach-wise, and I totally Mm. agree with you. Uh, The other thing is, like, I've never seen him play centre. You know, obviously, he's going to have to learn how to play this position. I don't know what he did in the juniors. Maybe he did play a bit of centre, but... As a, as a whole, in a, in general speaking terms, centre isn't great for super Coach. Only mm. your best fucking centres score well in supercoach. Usually, you want your wingers that are playing on a dominant edge, a dominant try scoring edge for a team that's scoring a lot of tries. Centres sort of get lost a little bit. Um, so... I'm worried. I'm really worried if he does get this left-centre spot. Also, you've got Josh Schuster, you know, hasn't played a lot of 5'8", coming in, mm. new combinations. Just, oh, man, I'm, I'm not happy about it if he gets this left-centre spot. If he's playing left wing, I love it because Turbo loves that left-edge sweep and he's going to put his boy away like he always does. But left-centre, man, I don't know. And, look, if we look in the last two, three years for the Manly, their centres haven't been involved at all. They've also been shit centers yeah so i mean i don't know what's your? i mean for
1: super i mean look I, yeah I, i'd almost put a line through him in the first 20 picks if he goes moves to center um but that being said there's nothing's been guaranteed yet yeah i mean there was there was also some fucking talk a couple weeks ago about turbo possibly moving to center like a yeah. lot of that's horse horse radish it's Horseshit. shit and Absolutely horse radish.
0: I thought. I
1: thought, <laughs> I thought. No, no, no. I'm not gonna swear <laughs> it. Oh fuck it.
0: No, it is is shit. Um, this yeah, is an R18 podcast, mate. Oh, you I'm, can I'm, let I'm, it rip if you want. It's, it's, it's not Coca Melon. You don't have to. That's fucking- true. That's true. <laughs> but fuck the
1: cards. Um. No, I look. I reckon <laughs> Garrett. If it's there's good. any confirmation that he is playing. <laughs> uh, (laughs) You got me.
0: You got me giggling. Mark horseradish. That'll do me. That'll absolutely do me. Sorry, go.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah, so Garrick, he's a a watch and wait. If you're drafting early, it's a bit of a risk to take him too early. Um, So when I say drafting early, I mean the next couple of weeks, especially before the trials. You shouldn't be drafting um, that early in in the piece anyway. Um, There's too many things that are going to happen, right? Players are in their pre-seasons, the injury rates massive during this this period. And they've got the two trial games as well. So, yeah, I
0: and I love I, I love I, Garrick. I,
1: I personally, I won't be taking him uh, unless he slips to like late teens. I'm not looking at him.
0: Yeah, and like I'm a just huge Garrick fan. Just the uncertainty. And for me to say that I love a manly player, you know, you mm-hmm. know he's fucking good because I fucking hate manly. I had Garrick in my side last year, and he was unbelievable. I mean, VC, so captain, bang, bang, bang. He was fucking shooting the lights out. And so I did a bit of um, research in the stats with him playing wing and fullback just to get a comparison of how he scores at both positions. Uh, wing, over the last two years, he's averaged 80. At fullback, he's averaged 77. So it does not matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But if he plays center, he averages uh-oh.
1: So, yeah, I, I would just who knows. <laughs> he
0: just, um, and just if he if, can be somebody else, somebody else's problem if he plays. It's center.
1: just a huge, it's a huge risk to put on your fir- one of your first two picks. Yeah, um, and, and I'd just prefer to not have to make that decision. Yeah, and you, you might kick yourself at the end of the day, but look at the end, you, you've got better picks out there.
0: Yeah, just just know that our opinion of, on, of Garrick at the moment is that he is an elite. Uh, CTW option because he's dual, he's try scoring upside. Obviously, playing a long turbo, everything is fucking arousing as hell. But if he moves to center, we're very low on him.
1: Yeah, so we've put him in the rankings off the basis of, on the basis of him playing at wing. Yeah, so yep. if it comes out, this is why we're we're we we're, we're kind of getting ahead of the game just in case he does get shifted to center because yeah, we'll have a bit of egg on our face if that happens.
0: Yeah, that's why I sort of want to hammer home the. The point that, like, if it does come out that he's playing center, we're not big on him. So just so you've been fucking told. All right, let's get into the next category. It's the guns. Guns. Lots of guns.
1: Mr. Bergen, do you have a massive
0: erection? This is picks 11 to 30. So we've got two guys in here to talk about. um, And it's Val Holmes and Brian Uh, To'o. Hit me
1: with something yeah, here bro Holmes Holmes had a fucking crack of a season um, so did the Cows to be fair mm. and I think a, a lot of it was off the back of the um, the movements that you would see from Drinky and um, Chattles playing the, playing a crack of a season as well um, look I, I think it's going to be a bit more of the same from Holmes I don't see too much progression in his scores um, the one thing that's a big um, big detractor for him is his strength of schedule during the finals like the Cows have a really poor run they've got that that buy-in, I think it's round 24. Yeah. So just before, just as you're um, easing away into the finals, yeah, it's a bit of a hiccup there for one of your top two picks. So um, it's a tough one. Like you, we've got him placed overall at a, at about like the back end of the teams. But, yeah, it, I'd, I'd almost take toto ahead of him.
0: Yeah. Oh, 100%. If you're – yeah, if you're in a final system where, you know um, – that buy in round twenty four is going to affect you one hundred percent. You take time because mm. he's going to play the whole final system. Um, but yeah, it's he,
1: even more it's even more relevant if your finals in round twenty five.
0: Yeah. Oh f- fuck yeah! But he, like you said, he had uh, a fantastic season. Uh, came first in points, first in goals, second for field goals, twentieth for run meters, and twenty sixth mm. for runs. So when we we're talking earlier about only the best of the best uh, score well. For Supercoach, when they're playing centre, you're looking at him. This is Val Holmes. Yeah. He gets, he puts his hand up for plenty of work. He's skillful with the ball. Uh, he can put on a try. He can dummy and go. He can kick. He can fucking do everything plus he goal kicks. So it is all very arousing for Val Holmes. But that buy in the Supercoach finals mm. is a kick in the taint. And it, look, it, I kind of like it to be honest. Like I know everyone's saying, oh the fucking buys, you know it's wrecking it, but I like it because it just adds another thing adds to think a bit about. Of spice. Yeah. yeah, so you know, like it's not just as easy as taking Val Holmes and going, yep, he's a gun and he's gonna kill it for me in the finals and that. Now it's like, wow, I've got to work out. Fuck, do I take Val Holmes? I know he's gonna go- be good to me throughout the season cows have a fantastic strength of schedule to start the year, but at some point I'm going to have to try and trade him or I'm just going to have to go into the finals knowing that one of those big games in the SuperCoach finals, I'm not going to have him. And yeah. that's what, that's sort of that strategy, man. That's, that's, that's what SuperCoach is all about. That's what fantasy is about. is about. So I love it.
1: Yeah. Look, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not looking at him too hard. Similar, similar to Garrick. Well, i not similar to Garrick, but I, I think there's, I think he's topped out. I think 70 yeah. is probably the max that you'll see out of him, which is yep. fine, which is... which, is Like, you, you were reading out the stats before about um, how he performed. I, I just don't see much growth from yeah. that. Yeah. Um, And especially with the way that the cows are attacking and where the direction is, I think, if anything, there's probably going to be an uplift in Tualagi outside of him more than himself.
0: What a player Val Holmes is. Like, if mm. we just pause for a second just talk about him and and appreciate what a great rugby league player he is wing how good was he at wing for the sharks you know came on just absolutely blitzed it there helped Mm. them get to the position in in that year as well then fullback was braining at fullback and then gets moved to center and everyone's like surely not like surely he can't be a top tier center as well
1: how how have they got their marquee signing and they're putting him <laughs> in? <at setup.
0: laughs> Unbelievable, bro. What a fucking legend. So good. I'm a big I'm a big fan. And again it's exactly like I was saying with AJ Brimson. If it wasn't for this buy, I'd be all over his dick. Like I just would be just all in on Val Holmes. I'm all on, I'm all in on the Cowboys this season. Um, I'm gonna be bringing up the Cowboys a lot in the futures when I do the Chase Your Losses podcast with uh, Random Stats Guy because I I love the Cowboys. I think they present a lot of value for premiership um, to take out the premiership. And if you're backing a your team to do well and have success. You know, you're obviously saying that the, the guns in the team, the weapons, are going to play well. But, yeah, just – and I keep saying it. I'm just not going to touch players that have uh, a buy in the Supercoach Finals, especially if it lands on the prelim or grand final of my, my um, Supercoach Finals. So, for us, that's yeah. 25 and 26. They, they're the worst players by rounds um in my opinion they, they all are but yeah they, they're
1: the worst of me yeah I think like 25 is, is horrible and mm. 26 is obviously the, bad, it, the it, worst it's uh, earth shattering because it's most people's chairs yep
0: Yeah. um alright that's enough about Val oh
1: yeah I'm, I'm, gonna talk, I'm gonna do a bit of a deep dive from him um a bit later but mate he's he's gonna brain it this season um had a massively disrupted season last year by injury. And look, he's he's going to come back full preseason and he's going to come with a rocket strap to his back. He is going to be taking those big hit-ups. Like you could see he was a bit of a step back um, and he wasn't doing as much in, in attack and he wasn't doing as much of his hit-ups and like his his movement wasn't there as well. He was still killing it.
0: Right, he, he he he's still got, he's got like, topped.
1: He's got like four levels to go
0: above where he's at. It's crazy awesome. because he's still topped. Like, he had the most runs per game by a winger. He had the most run meters per game by a winger as well. He had the most post-contact meters per game by a winger. And then mm-hmm. if you look at his season, which was obviously disrupted by injury, Overall, this is going up against every player in the league. He had, he came second for post-contact meters, uh, third for run meters per game, fourth for runs per game, tackle bust 20th and tries 20th. That's
1: unbelievable. Yeah. And this was a down season that he played, like, what was it? Like two-thirds of the season. 100%. You give him a full season.
0: Um, yeah. And just look... Let's just pause a minute. I'm pretty fucking sure this time last year, I said, I've got a feeling in my loins that Total oh, ain't going to play the full season.
1: Yeah. it was due an injury, I think we said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Um I Hate to say I told her so, but fucking told you so. Yep. Everyone's like, what? Are you going to take
0: Garrick before Oh, Fuck, you guys are fucking mental. Okay. Sweet.
1: All right. It's probably
0: the same guys that called, <laughs> called us out on um, on Nico. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, God. Good times. All right, well, I'll let you talk about Brian To'o a little bit later when we get into yeah, yeah. the player in focus. Uh, but, yeah, I'm I'm big on To'o as well. Like, that 59.3 screams value. But, of course, being Brian To'o, there will be no value there. People will take him. People will
1: take him on name.
0: Yeah, people will take him at that 70, 75 average because, I mean, one, he's an absolute gun and he probably will average 70 to 75. Two, uh, he's just a fantastic play, bloke to have in your t- team. Like mm-hmm. The times that I've had him in my side, I just love watching him. You're just like, look at this, Cunt. Just bumping bloke, scoring tries, <laughs> having a thousand runs on the wing. Just love him. Love him to bits. Yeah. Right, let's give him the sweet spot. That's your sweet spot right there. Oh my god. Oh, Oh my God, Fucking yeah. 31 to 70, and this is where you make your move, people. Obviously, you've got those big dicks that we talked about earlier. You miss them. Um, maybe you're focusing on, you know, getting a half or a 5'8 and getting a couple of strike to RFS, and, uh, and then you think, fuck, I need to sort of poke my head into the CTWs and see what the fuck's going on. This is where you do your best work, the sweet spot. So we've got blokes like Taylor May, Ronaldo Militalo, AJ, Campbell Graham, Isaac Tungo, Talakai, Lachlan Miller, Lomax, Kobo, Katawa, Ramian. The list goes on and on here, people. So we're, we're not going to do a deep dive into every single one of these players because this podcast will go for six hours. So Walker and I have sort of gone through and selected a few that we think are going to have a really good game a really good season um but if you do have specific questions about ctw's after this podcast comes out some guys that we didn't touch on please get in contact through the dms or if you're subscribed jump on the patreon and we will answer those questions straight away but i'll kick it off i'm going to talk about campbell graham um what an absolute fucking weapon this bloke is and again it's hard because the South, you know, they have that uh, buy in round 26. But he's just an absolute
1: fucking weapon. He's, he's basically. He's, he's playing centre on the least dominant side for that team. Yeah. And he's still killing it.
0: Yep. So if I was to ask you who had the second best base power and I said it was Campbell Graham, would you go, wow, that's. I'd say, what, what's in that beer that you're drinking? Yeah. So, Joey Manu had a, a, um, a base power of 52, and you go, yeah, fair. That's fucking Joey Manu. Mm. Campbell Graham had 46. Absolute fucking uh, weapon. weapon. that, And that is, he actually has a solid base of 37. Joey Manu has 33. So, a solid base of 37 wowsers baby and i mean that's what you're getting from campbell graham is that just supersonic base that he has and then all of a sudden he has that upside as well when they do decide to sweep down that right and with latrell in the side you'll find that they do go down the right more than they do when he's not in the side because uh, yep, latrell yep. does like to play both sides of the field and he has a fucking superb left to right pass latrell um, I just looked at the base for CTWs. The only guys that beat him in pure base were both Firma and Ewan Aiken. Yeah. And, and their both, second round was... Both, both
1: of those guys were playing yeah. in the fucking second <laughs> Exactly,
0: so. exactly. So Brian To'o had a base of 36. So he's got a better base, pure base, mm-hmm. than Brian To'o. So that just goes to show you what sort of player Campbell Graham is. And again, and I'll say this, whenever I talk about guys that are going to buy in the Super Finals... Oh fuck! I'd be all over him if it just was. If it wasn't for that fucking buy, I'm so big on him. Um, I'm not worried. I'm not worried that he plays on the least dominant side. Uh, I think he will get ball, and when he does get ball, he makes the most of it. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. he, he's not huge on his runs, but whenever he's got the pill in hand, he's bumping blokes. He's getting the offload out. He's making line breaks. He's putting the winger across. Yeah. So look, if you're listening to this and you're uh, grand final is round 25. Campbell Graham, baby. I love it. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind that as a
1: pickup, for sure. Um, so over to me. Um, Talk to me. Lockie Miller. Mm-hmm. So he's obviously just signed with the Knights. He's going to be playing fullback. He's dual fullback. W. Um, so he's definitely um, a really, really good pickup. Um, I think... The sixty-two is obviously a bit inflated due to the team that he was playing in and um, just the opportunities that they'd have an attack. But if you're, if people are sleeping on him and like you, you, you place him at about a fifty-five average, I think that's he'll get that in his sleep. I think, and yeah. I think a sixty average is probably what, where we target towards him, and, he, and we've got him just outside the top ten. And yeah, I think look, it's that duel that really helps. But also, like the um, the final strength of schedule isn't terrible, and um, look, it's yeah, uh, the duels are so hard to come by mm. that it just gives you a bit of you. You, you obviously draft him as a CTW, and you have got that flexibility for injury risk for your fullback.
0: Yeah, yeah. Look, he has plenty to like about him, isn't there? And like-
1: he, he, he he looks good in attack. I, I do I do like what he what he brought to. Um, uh, to the the sharks when um, Kennedy was out and yeah I, I he's was hungry that too go. yeah
0: he he gets in there he's well, like, he's, he's, he's a slight he's not, bloke but he likes to have a have a fucking dig
1: he's not young so he's a he's a journeyman he's he's, he's been through he's done the, his rugby stint. he's come back and he's he's absolutely killing it putting the work in they gave him a chance at the sharks they let him go and then the day after or a couple of hours later their backup um, fullback has done his knee so. That's um, it's a bit of a shit goal, but for um, for the sharks. But look, it's uh, I think he's he's locked locked and loaded for the Knights at fullback, and I think yeah, depending on how everything goes with their spine, it might take them a few few weeks to gel. I think it's um, yeah, I'm I'm a bit interested to see how it all lands.
0: Mm. Uh, the one thing that uh, that shits me with players like Lachlan Miller is. Uh, there's plenty of classic hype about him. And what usually yes. happens yeah. where, when you've got plenty of classic hype, the value in draft drops. So, where we're saying, like, oh, there's going to be value for Lachlan Miller, it disappears because, you know, his name's been mentioned a lot in social media mm-hmm. and other podcasts and things like that. And you're like, fuck, stop fucking talking about this cunt. Yeah. But it, it just it, happens it, would that would
1: way and he's um and obviously his his average from last season was 62.7 so mm. he's going to be up he high the pre, pre-draft pre list anyway yeah so yeah i mean there, there will be a lot of um a lot of other other guys drafting other players a bit higher so yeah he might slide a little bit so that if he's if he's floating around that um i don't know around five six seven um he's definitely one to have a look at because Fuck, you look at the top twenty-five players. There's only two jewels. Hmm. Tactic. We'll talk. We'll talk about it a little bit later. But yeah, yeah it's um, it's not fantastic. All
0: right. So for the next one here, I was just going to talk about Sienna Cattell, but I thought we would just talk about both the Sharks wingers because I think they're both really yeah, Super put coach them, relevant. Put
1: them, put them both in the yep. same.
0: So first up, uh, I actually owned both of them um, at points during last season and was supremely happy with both of them. Obviously, Ronaldo Militarlo ended up being the more successful one just by a smidge, but he had a fantastic season, Militalo. Uh Line breaks, second, tries, third, um, and he ended up with 18 tries
1: and made 30 line breaks. Uh, so... They were going neck at neck at times of the season for top try scorer as well. So yeah, and just it's it's interesting. So they they attacked both both edges like pretty pretty heavily.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so that was that was the big thing for the sharks attack when you had uh you had Kennedy on the left edge sweep, but you also had Nico Hines playing both edges, um both sides of the ruck, which was just putting def- defences in a fucking tizzy. You know, obviously on the left edge, you got blokes like Teague, Wilton, Talakai when he came on, um, mm. uh, Moisa, Ronaldo, Mulatalo. So really hard to defend when you've got that many fucker weapons running at you. And obviously he was the beneficiary at the end of some of those attacking players getting plenty of tries. Um... And then, of course, you've got Sianne Katoa on the, on the other edge, which he's probably got a slightly better base, gets in and makes more runs, um, and is probably the better finisher of the two as well, Sianne Katoa. The way yeah, he yeah. can finish a try in the corner is just second to none. And then, of course, he plays on the right edge, which is Nico Hine's... Um, his edge that he, that he attacks on Most of the time So I just I don't think he can go wrong With either one of these guys To be honest I think You'll probably see them at, Go neck and neck For top try scorer again If the Sharks Continue their Their success Their strength of schedule Is sexy Again you know They've got bunnies Gold Coast Cow's gonna be a hard one But then they finish at Round twenty sixth with the Knights I love that um, Yeah look when you poke your head in around that round five, round six, so you know picks forty-five plus something like that. If either one of these guys are, are staring right back at you, it's it's worth a punt because I think you're going to get a sixty to sixty-five average.
1: Yeah, I think if you if you're looking at anywhere over over like pick fifty and either of them available, oh. you'd be jumping in Let's because go. yeah, I think there's definitely a bit of value to be seen there. Mm-hmm. Well, I agree. Um, I I, I think I think all. Pretty much the whole of the sharks backline, I'm looking at them. Um, obviously, probably uh, Ramian the least, but um, he's still he's still going to be up there for sure.
0: And he's also in a contract year, Ramian. I, I to be honest, I'd probably take Ramian. I'd, I'd have a real hard think about taking Ramian over Talakai, to be honest. But I'll talk about ta- Talakai mm. later. Um, another duo that I want to talk about. I'm really big on Isaac Tungo for 2023. Um, obviously, that left edge combination with Taylor and May as well. We saw Taylor and May come onto the side and just fucking kill it, killed it so much that they went, you know what, To'o, when you come back from injury, yeah, we're gonna put you on the other side because May's he's locked down this left edge, which was mm. that says a lot, man. That says a lot,
1: especially so, when like To'o was dominating on that left edge, yeah, like owned it, owned yeah. it.
0: So what's before I get into Tango, what's your thoughts on Taylor May? Obviously first year, career year. So you've got those things, you know, coming off such a big season. There's going to be a little bit of regression with the the Panthers, with some of the players that they've lost, especially on that left edge with Kikau not Mm. being there. You've got that second year syndrome as well with Taylor May. What's your thoughts with him coming in to the 2023
1: season? Yeah, I think there is definite regression in there to the tune of maybe four to five points average. Um, And I think, look... Similar reasons to what we were speaking about with um, Luai, I think, yeah, it is going to impact that left edge massively mm-hmm. um, as a whole. So that includes Tongo. But I think Tongo, he does like to look and search for a bit of um, bit of activity. So I don't think it's going to impact him as much as Taylor May.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. There is a little bit of regression there. Um, now, talking about the guy that he's, that he's playing outside of, Isaac Tungo, I'm huge on him for 2023 without kick out in this side, I think Tungo's going to be the big dick here. You know, he has got uh, experience playing in the back row, big body, knows how to run those straight straight edge lines. Um, but also he was sort of like the – sometimes in, in that attacking play, he was sort of like the left-right-out guy where it was, all, it was always like a short ball to kick out or uh, a ball to Tungo so he could get it out to May or, you know, a cutout ball or a block play or something like that where he was sort of like one pass outside the big points that you need for Supercoach. I think he's going to be in the fucking mix for 23. I think it's going to be early ball and see what he can do with it. I think Luai and him are going to have a really good combination. I think he's going to be scoring a lot more tries. I think he's going to be setting up a lot more for May. I think it's big. So 59 average. I really think that Tungo could come out and average 65 plus. Um and he's one of my biggest boom candidates, to be honest. Uh, I, I like the cut of his jib. Obviously, first big year coming into the NRL. He was safe as houses. Really good base power. Um, and he coupled that with some tasty attacking stats, despite the fact that, you know, he was he was that sort of second fiddle in a lot of those attacking players for the Panthers. So I think with Ooh. early ball, with more ball and more emphasis on him being the main attacking gun out there on the left edge, I think you can see a real nice uptick in points for Tungo for 2023.
1: Yeah, I don't disagree at all. Um, I, I think, I think overall, I think there's going to be less attacking runs down the left edge. But for how many were being finished off by May and kicks, I think half of those at least are going to be going down to um, Tungo.
0: Yeah. And the other thing is like, obviously, there was a huge run for left edge attacks in the comp scoring a lot of points. Uh, And it's like, yeah, obviously, there are really good attacking weapons on the left edges for a lot of these uh, great teams, great attacking teams. But also, there's a lot of terrible defenders playing on the right edges Mm. for teams. Do you know what I mean? So you've got to take that into consideration, um, especially teams that were poor on their right edge that haven't had many changes to their back line. Um, That could continue that left edge dominance if they're coming up against right edge defenses that just lack that sort of cohesion and defensive solidarity. So you've got to think about that as well. I learned a lot of people talking about the left edge attack we got to think about the other side of the ball, where the the right edge defenses. Obviously, that's got to play a role as well. Yep, I agree. All right, what do you got for me next, bro?
1: So, I got a I got a throwover for Kobo mm. as um, as we'll find out. How a little many Broncos later.
0: are you going to talk about tonight?
1: Uh, well, I'm only I'm only going to be talking about um, four seven. Of- no, no, I wouldn't go that far. No, but honestly, I think all, all four of the, the Broncos CTWs are relevant. Um, Farnsworth was awesome at times and through the season, um, obviously before he got injured. Um, I think Stags is this the year that we see what Stags is properly capable of? Um, fingers crossed, I hope so. Um, I won't be taking the punt no um, <laughs> I, I, I most certainly took the part <laughs> yeah. uh, last season I'm glad I you will did. be I'll be watching from the sidelines um, yeah very interested in that but the two wingers um, Oates had a phenomenal season a comeback effectively um, from the from obscurity mm-hmm. and then Cobo absolute blasting out of the supersonic speeds and um, and like how he performed in at origin level, it was just unreal to see. So he plays with such a, a happy exuberance and, and all that as well. So look, um he played he played a lot of the games last season in um uh like virtually leading the attack on that, that edge and cutting out stags. Stags wasn't even used as an option in a lot of attack and raids. And I think that just shows how much faith um guys like A Ray and, and others have in his finishing ability. And yeah, I, it was he was scoring it pretty much a try a game, um, or close to it, a try involvement a game. And I, I feel like there is definitely room for improvement on that. Definitely also line breaks. It was getting over over a line break a game. And he's he's so young. Um, I, I think he he's going to be putting five on his average from last season easily. Uh, I think he.
0: Yeah, it's it's the big thing for me with uh, Cobo the Throbo is that he scored that many tries and averaged that well in a team that attacked forty nine percent scored forty nine percent of their tries down the other fucking edge. Mm, it's yeah. it's only going to take a slight little shift you know, just even it up a little bit, you know, all of a sudden, you know, maybe they don't score 49%. They only score 40% down the left and send a little bit more ball over to the right. And Throbbo is going to be all over
1: it. Yeah, exactly. And look, the, the obvious big fucking um, thing about him is that buy in round 25, um, that's probably the one, I mean, for, for the CTWs, you're normally going to have one or two CTWs on the bench. So You can balance it out but um yeah it does hurt that someone with that much like both him and campbell graham guys like that that i I would have otherwise been really looking at to um to probably go a little bit overs on them um yeah i just can't i can't go too hard on them
0: yeah um, I do love Corey Oates as well. Obviously, had a great season. As you mm. said, big comeback. He's got the perfect mix of base power and tries. So he had a 34 base power for the season and scored 20 tries. Yeah. So anything he's over...
1: A, he's, a, he's a big body as well.
0: Anything so. over 33 base power and, say, 15 tries for the season is elite. Like, yes. that's exactly yeah. what you want. You want that that great base power, but also that upside. Uh, it means they're feeding the ball. It means they're attacking down his edge, and he's a great finisher. So that's the, he is the epitome of what you're looking at for a CTW, base power beats try scoring upside. So I do love Corey Oates, and I think they will. We talked about this when we talked about Ezra Mam. I think they do continue to attack down that left because um, it worked it's yeah, fucking don't try and fix something that ain't broke so i think that to start the year they'll test out that left with, attack we, and if I it works we, they'll we, keep it keep
1: doing yeah and with Ezra mam second season back uh i think yeah full preseason. i think they're, they're going to be going through the roof so um i'm i'm excited to see the output from both H- uh, Oates and herbie so herbie's herbie season was cut cut short of injury but yeah i think he's he, he's one with a base power of 34.5, so he's he's another one of those tri mm. centers that can really, really get an uptick in his, um, his overall output.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, that's fucking, that's enough of talking about Broncos players.
1: <laughs> I to have my little.
0: Yeah, let's talk about Sivitalikai for a second, right? So yeah. 60.4 average for 2022. Did a little bit of a deep dive with Talakai. Uh, so after his huge double score of 114 and 165 in rounds six and seven, he went on to average 47 for the remainder of the season. Now I look at that and think that those big games that he had is actually a detriment to his game because he put himself on the map. He put a target on his back for for video. So whenever teams come up against the Sharks, they're doing video on Telecom and just saying, fucking look at what he did to Manly here. See how he played here. See how he moved there. See how they didn't fucking rush up and meet him here. He is one of their focal points in defense rooms when they're doing video, right? So for the remainder of the season, the, the opposing center and wing were jamming him. We're fucking jamming him. And that's where his supercoach scores suffered. And that's probably why Ronaldo Militaro's scores started going through the roof as well, because he was finding more space. I think that continues. I think teams continue to look at him as a big threat on that left edge for the Sharks. And I think they they, they put him up there with Nico Hines and say, like these are the top guys up here that we need to worry about with their attack and we need to fucking shut them down. They're probably like going, Right, if they if they beat us on the outside with Mulatalo or they beat us on the inside with Matt Moylan, so be it. But don't fucking let it be Syphitalekai. Don't let him yeah. make us look like fucking chumps. So well, that's children effectively. Exactly. Right?
1: He, can, he can Skittle defenses with a single run. Exactly. So I just
0: think his role in this attack is just going to be to suck defenders in Mm -hmm. and it's not going to be great for super coach, but it's going to be fantastic for the guys that play around him. So I'm, I'm down on him. I think it's a bust. I think he probably slips down to that sort of high fifties, maybe a mid fifties average. Um, He's got a mistake in him as well. Plenty of errors in telecoast game. He probably does fix that a little bit, but I think that's going to be his role. He's going to be that big decoy runner just because, I mean, I'm sure he wants to be that huge weapon but I think defences are just not going to let that happen.
1: Yeah. Uh, like he, he already did a bit of a fade towards the back end of last season. So his season average only ended up at about 60.4. Yeah. So we already saw – and look, you can almost put um, a Taylor May in the same category in that both of them faded towards back end mm. of the season. And teams were teams were looking at the, um, at the defensive sides and going, well, we can just man-mark against this. Yeah. And they, they shut them out of the game effectively. And look, the Sharks and the and the Panthers are not short of attacking options. So they just pivoted and, and did something else. But um in the meantime, these guys just lost out in the scoring potential. So I think another another preseason for both these these guys is gonna be good. And I think for Talakai, like I mentioned earlier, I think yeah, he 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 kind of didn't have as much of an impact at, towards the back end of the season and part of it was because teams were marking up on him. But another reason was he, he wasn't quite um, fit enough for the defensive um, defensive work that they were putting on him as well. Yeah. He yep. was getting gassed in at, t- at stages of games.
0: This is the perfect way I can summarise this, is I would draft Ronaldo Mulatalo before Talakai because I think Talakai is going to improve Ronaldo Molotalo's game. Just by being out there,
1: yeah. I take I take
0: Sienna guitar as well. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. tango. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Oh no, big on <laughs> Man,
0: tango. Come on, welcome back to the bros. Let's go. What I think I drafted him. What did I draft him? Pick. It was a pick eleven or something? What
1: that nah. was not pick eleven. It was, it was, pick it was late, seven, mate. It was late. It was pick seven. It was pick seven because I was going to go pick eight. Pick seven. Fifteen on average. Well
0: done, Nath. Well done. You've, done. you've done well. I'll give you that. You Woo, to, you let's go, know. baby.
1: Another grand final coming no, up no, in 2023. No, no, no.
0: Let's go. The bros. What such a successful team. When you look look through the scroll of the Loveless League and you just see the Eskimo bros come up again and again and again. It must be boring for you guys.
1: Ah, but... Oh, sorry, mate. It's I the role I play. There. It's, I the role. There.
0: What's, um, it's, it's the role I what, play in this league. What are you league, talking about? Being are a you, weapon. Are you, are,
1: you, are you wanking yourself off you know, again? That's, that's oh, just what right, I've got to right, do.
0: Right. You know, I'm not going to hamstring myself for the benefit of fucking subpar draft players like yourself. Like, I'm just going to always bring it. And you guys are just going to have to lift your game. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, I, I, thought, I thought we were talking CQW rankings. Now I'm okay. really keen I to was, see um, how you
0: go in 2023, Walker. I'm yeah. on your side. I, I always am. I have been from since the get-go. I'd love to see you get one, bro. Let's go. Discount. Let's go. Let's All go. Right. <laughs> All right. Yes, back to CTWs. Uh, who else are we going to talk about here? Suwali. Or Suwali. So, very much like Ruben Garrick, if he plays center on the left edge for the Roosters, not that big on him but if he plays right wing, very big on him, uh, that, it's as simple as that. I think he's an, he's a superb, I don't know why that would move him to center because he's one of the best aerial targets in the NRL. I mean, doesn't have a great base, but fuck if you just put that ball up there within Kui within at least, I don't know, 20, 30 Ks of him, he'll get up and get it and bring it down and score a try. Um, and obviously, you've got Sam Walker. Kicking game has improved over the last couple of seasons. Linking up nicely with him. I don't know, man. What do you think? Is this the whispers? Does it have any sort of traction? Do we see this happening? It just seems mm-hmm. wild to me that they would do it, but I don't know. Who knows?
1: Look, I mean, it's it's not it's not out of the realms of impossibility. It's it's a, it's a tough one because look, are they gonna are they gonna put? Um, who have they brought in? Uh, Jackson Paulo, <laughs> and they're going to drop. Please, Mom- Momorowski, Like, <laughs> like. I mean, both of them. Both of them haven't really performed. Um, I mean, Jackson Paulo hasn't hasn't played a, a game for the Roosters, so maybe they'll give him an opportunity just to start with. But th- that right wing spot has been such a um, such an awesome position for scoring potential the last five, six seasons. Um, started obviously with BMO's. but um, look, I, I'd be surprised if they if they do it. Um, but Robbo is an absolute genius, so if he does it, it will most likely work.
0: And he like towards the back end of the season, where he was it was clicking. Where he was like, actually, I can run as hard as I want, and I'm bumping front rowers here. Like mm. he is, he's a big he, boy. He kinda, he's aggressive. He he kind of, it kind of clicked for him. Yeah the penny dropped he was like I'm a big cunt I'm a big cunt I can fucking go here and he ended up uh, finishing the season with a base power of 36 with 15 tries to his name we just talked about
1: which is is great
0: we just talked about any player that has a 34 base power and meets any tries over 15 is elite he's elite but I just don't see it happening if he's playing in the centres I don't think he has many runs which means base power drops and he's definitely not going to score as many tries so look again, same thing with Garrick if he if they're playing wing all over their dicks, if they move to center, not big on them at all.
1: yeah no I, I think it's there's a lot to be seen with the trials we say it with, with the probably there's about 15 of these players they're very interested to see where they line up with the trials, the structure of their, their their spines and and who's in and who's out so yeah, you can definitely put that on the roosters as well. They'll probably give it a go um, throughout parts of the trials, and we'll see if it if it comes into fruition.
0: And if he does move to center, then I'm all about Daniel Tupu, which j- it mm. just means that he's going to be on the end of one of the most potent uh, attacking edges in the comp.
1: yeah, well, i I, I originally before all the um, the word had come about for um, so moving across. I actually had um, Tupo to have a bit of a, a, a regression this season, uh, even further. Yeah. So just saying that be- it,
0: it's you know the the ball would go down the right edge more often. Yeah, than yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Well, just with the, with a um, surge of um, of Swally and obviously with um, with Walker up and coming as well. Like there's going to be less and less opportunities on that side. But mm. yeah, you shift shift one of the best attacking players on that side. It's yeah,
0: it's a big fucking wait and see there, for mm-hmm. Swalee. Um, All right, who else you got here in the sweet spot you want to have a chat about? So probably D-
1: Dave Nofluma. So he's um is your the boy. boy, your I'd, boy. I've loved, I've loved Nofo for a number of seasons. Um, he's he's been in most of my leagues for a number of years. Um, he's always had like a really strong base. Um, it's dropped off the last couple of years. Um, he's only averaging probably. Um, about 15 runs a game which for him isn't fantastic um he was averaging probably up towards nearly 20 runs a game um the few seasons before that Um, but it's really the try scoring last season that's that he um was scoring at a a fair rate at about 0.7 tries a game and yeah it, it it bumped up his average by about five points i think it's going to be more of the same from him um but Possibly even more just because of the um, the assets that they've got in the in the squad now. Um, the only concern that I do have with um, with him is Dewey. Yes. Doesn't like a doesn't like pass. Doesn't like a pass. He's got so. a pretty good
0: kicking game though, Adam Dwight. He He, does. Like, he, he, does. he, he can kick to corners. He's not a great yeah. aerial target, no-foe, but he is a great finisher.
1: Yeah. No, he's a fantastic finisher. So you give him a half a sniff and he'll get you across the line, don't you worry? Yep. Um, but uh, it's the it, yeah it's the base that you're really going for. He's got a really really high high floor. He's got a, like uh, he's got a reasonable ceiling. He's not what I would call a high ceiling player though. You're, you're getting him because um, he is just solid as fuck. So even in a in a low scoring game, he'll still punch out a 45 without breaking a sweat. So he's um he's probably going to be a bit devalued for because of so many other really good quality CTWs being out there. He's probably one that is going to slip a little bit.
0: Mm, yeah, I mean the pedigree is there.
1: The pedigree is there massively, but I I I do think that he's twenty nine, turning thirty. Mm. I mean that's that's getting pretty old for a winger. Mm. So um, I mean, yeah, we say that. I for, uh, will
0: let you take him again this year.
1: <laughs> uh, he's um, <laughs> look the, the tigers. Yeah. The tigers have a terrible strength of schedule at, um, in the finals. Uh, it's probably not one that I'll I'll be. I'll be reaching for, but, look, if he's if he's there towards, like, pick 70 onwards, I'm I'm looking at him very
0: hard. It'd be rude if anyone else took him, to be honest, in our league. If someone else takes Nofo late oh, and, and steals be, him from you, that's rude.
1: That'd it'd just hurt. That's, it'd just f- it. Just, that's just fucking rude. We've got a dogs.
0: Yep. All right, I want to talk about the Fox here. Josh Adokar, oh. uh, 51 average. Uh, dogs obviously have the buy in round 23. So not great, but not super. But not massive. Super not massive. terrible. Yeah, they yeah. do play the Knights, Raiders, and Manly to finish off the season. So pretty good strength of schedule That's there. pretty tasty. It's not too bad at all. But in the same thing I was talking about with Birdo, when the middle of the season, you know, when that left edge started clicking uh, from round six to 19, uh, and he was combining with Birdo really well, you know, Birdo had a vision only for the Fox with that kicking game. Uh, he averaged 62.
1: Well, it took him a little while to actually get going. I think it was, what, seven or eight games that he had nothing, and then the tries just come in thick and fast. Mate, just middle of the season, they just
0: fucking... Uh, They just nailed it. Like, he was going... Well, that's what... It's... Sort of coincided with him not getting the call-up for the origin, and then he just went supersonic. Mm, yeah. He was just scoring the tries. Took, he, took that, he took that
1: personally, I think.
0: Mean. He scored 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. 11 tries in 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. Seven games. Who's Yeah. So, look, I, I'm i not saying that he's going to average 64 uh, – 62, sorry, but I think – there's a five to eight bump in average there, especially with how big we are on Burdo. He's going to come back into this side. He knows he's the big dick. He knows he's going to be running that left edge. Well, he's going to be running the side pretty much. Um, Kick-out comes into the team. Marnie comes into the team. It's all pew, pew,
1: pew, pew for the dogs. And who's their <laughs> fucking man that's the finisher? Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah, I, I, I 100% agree. I, I think... There's definitely an uplift in his average uh, from last season. I think um definitely the addition of Billy Kicks is gonna be huge. huge on that edge.
0: Look at what Taylor, May, be, did. What Taylor be, May
1: did. Look what Taylor May did. Can't it can't be understated. Like and the Fox is an awesome finisher and he's got that electric speed. So you give him half a sniff. He's down he's already down the sideline. So I, I think, yeah, five is a minimum. On his average, I think he's got potential to go up to up to 60 for sure.
0: Taylor May, a rookie, a kid, a fucking pup, came in and scored 16 tries running outside Billy Kicks. Now we're talking about an absolute veteran in the game who's got more fucking speed than Oxford Street. I mean please. It, it has to be an uptick for the Fox. Uh, I'm, I, I love the Fox as a value play. That yeah. 50.6 average is so good for your draft It's boards. It's
1: almost like when I was pulling the um the list together, I was shocked at his, average, his season average. I thought he, I thought for sure it would be like 56, 57 or something like that. Looked at a 50.6. Fucking hell. Like, he, he, he'd, he'd do that in his sleep.
0: The other thing is he's going to start this year gunning because he's going to want to show... He wants the Freddy to- Fitler, that exactly. He's gonna be like, no, nah, I'm not fucking losing that jersey again. So that first half of the season, leading up to Origin, whoo, baby, let's trot, mm. let's fucking trot. I love the fox. I've never wanted him ever in my side. This is the first time I'm looking at him. going, I'm, I'm, I'm big on him. I'm but kidding. he was he
1: was like the epitome of a roller coaster like he has a terrible floor and like it didn't have that good of a ceiling but like he's starting to put pull scores together and um yeah he's, he's starting to level off that roller coaster
0: and the thing is like you, you see him in this dogs team he's obviously a leader in the group coming from that storm system being an older head as well um having some premiership rings on the hand as well that helps mm. He is a leader in this group, and so he seems to be doing more off the ball, and he's taking more runs. He's leading the group. Like it just, it just all is meshing into a nice 2023 average. So I really like picking up Fox as sort of your third CTW if you're running with four CTWs, and I think you could do that. I honestly do with that 56, 50.6. Um, yeah, I love what a what a great value play the Fox is this year.
1: Yeah. Look, um, and where where we have where we have the guys in the in the rankings and with the draft chart, this is the highest that we um, recommend taking them. It's not where um, where we necessarily value them, where you should take them. But if you're going to reach, this is that's where you want to be um, putting him around around that sort of value. Yeah,
0: for sure, for sure, bro. Anyone else in this
1: sweet spot you want to talk about? Um. Uh, touched on Stags. I'll, I'll probably talk about him a little bit later, um, and I, I, I touched him anyway. Um, Tuolagi, uh, I think there's there's probably a little bit of uplift, and I touched on that before when we were talking about um, about homes. About You're homes. touching all the lads, aren't you? Touching touching all the boys. Yeah, yeah. Get well, I, them, I think I, I think like Tualagi, um breakout season last year um i think he was on the end of some of the most awesome attacking raids um i've seen and I, i'm I've still got chills just looking at that finish that mm. um that he um he was going over the sideline passing back to drinky yeah it's absolutely unbelievable the most unbelievable try i've seen um and i think like those sort of freakish skills having another preseason with the team knowing his spot is safe as houses I, I think that 55 average um you can you can bin that he, he's going to be getting 60 to 65 or, or he has the potential to do that yeah um I, I'm, I'm 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 leaning more towards maybe a, a 60 average towards the end of the season but um yeah i think there's definitely room for growth for him and yeah a lot of it's going to depend on whether they start to start to move, shift a bit more in an attack to the right side um but yeah i think Sky's the limit for Tuilagi.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's. I mean, didn't he come on the scene fucking last year? Obviously, getting his Origin call up as well,
1: playing outside. That their was homes. from the clouds, though. That was from the clouds. That was that was amazing that he got the start. And the his origin.
0: game sort of took another step after that as well. And as it does, a players he coming back grew, from Origin he grew as a player. But well, you come back to normal NRL playing Origin, you're like, fuck, this game's slow. This game's easy. The hits aren't as hectic. So, yeah, That's no, I, I, I do like it. I do like Twally. Um, The other guy, uh, Greg the Beast Marzu, I'll... Don't worry, he's in this category of the the, sweet spot.
1: He's the monster.
0: But I'll be talking about him in my Player and Focus. Um, All right, let's get into Bargain Basement.
1: The battle of wits has begun. Well, that's the way Bargain Basement works.
0: I'm very aroused. 71 to 110. So probably your third and fourth CTW if you're running that team system where you're running four CTWs. So, you know, we've got guys Dom Young, Best, Coates, Rapiner, Keras, Meany, uh, Edric Lee, Braden Burns, Olam, Tas, Seb Chris, Kyle Felt. Yeah, there's fucking few names in here. Who do you want to talk about?
1: Uh I think um I think I'm I would gonna speak about um Bradman Best a little bit later, but yeah, I think he's in for a bit of a a fair bit of an uptick. I think he's way undervalued at a fifty-one average. I think you pair him up, obviously, with um, Maju, and I think f- that is such a potent left edge, um, a left combination there. I mean, it's unfortunate that they don't really have a um, a two RF option on that on that edge. But um, look, I think it's definitely going to be um, something that there's an uptick there. Both him and Dom Young, I think both of them get a bit of an uptick um, personally. Nick Meaney, he's um he's one that we're, we're obviously um we weren't big be on before the the news about puppy coming back a little bit later, so he's he's going to have a stint at fullback, so he he'll probably shoot up the list a little bit, um but also um look to be honest, I I think he'll be probably doing the goal kicking for the full season as well, so that's probably something to take into account that they'll like the swarm will be scoring well regardless. So the, the goal-scoring amount that we had for him, which I think was to the tune of about 14 points, um, that's actually going to be safe. Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
0: Um, speaking of the Storm, uh, pretty big on, on Coates, Xavier mm, Coates coming yeah, into yeah. this season. Uh, obviously, last year, first year in the purple, uh, he started the year like a fucking house on fire. So he scored... 10 tries in 7 or 8 games uh, and we saw that combination just build and build each game with Rome Hughes and him with the kicking game obviously another superb aerial target uh, and then obviously the injuries started coming the niggles um, and his season just got fucking flipped on its head Uh, Not a great base. Like, it's sub-20 at the moment. I think he can build on that. I think uh, Bellyache is going to demand that from him coming out of that back end. Some more runs, some more base from him. But it's that upside. It's that try-scoring upside. Uh, And we've seen the Storm be a heavily dominant right-edge attacking team when Jerome Hughes is fit and healthy. And I think that it continues another preseason with the combinations building between these two. I talked about this combination when we were talking about Jerome Hughes and the halfback rub. I just love these two. I think they're going to combine for a lot of tries in 2023. Um, Yeah, if you're getting him this late, I I honestly don't think you will. I think he'll he'll probably go a little bit earlier, maybe, just because of the team he's playing for. Mm -hmm. But... If he does fall into these pick seventy one plus, I think that's huge value, man.
1: Yeah, he's definitely one to keep you on because look, you can you can reap some pretty big rewards because he's quite deflated from where his his scoring potential is.
0: Yep, yeah, and he had a couple of really terrible games in there, and like being a young pup, being in a new system, you know, sometimes you can forgive those games, but belly and, and he ain't gonna gotta, want you, that now. He's, you got
1: to you, you got to remember that he did come from that Broncos system that they they were in the wilderness for a number of seasons and like he he just didn't un, he he was probably taking a little bit of time to adjust to a professional uh, winning system. Yeah. So I, I think yeah, it's it's understandable that it t- took him a little bit of time to um, to wrap his head around that.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, what's he's he's sitting on a forty four average there. In all honesty, like. Chuck ten points on it for twenty twenty three, and I'm pretty confident in that. So, yep, I love him as a value play. Um, Some other guys we've got down here. Isaac Thompson is interesting for the bunnies. Uh, He has got a really high average, so he's inflated because he played two games.
1: The right wing.
0: Yep, Um, Yep. which is fine as long as Latrell uh, Mitchell is healthy.
1: He's um. He, whilst his average is up that high, he's, because he's only played two games, they do take that into account. So they have shuffled him, shuffled him down to okay about a 55 average.
0: Good, because he's got a fantastic base, gets gets plenty of work in um, coming at their own end. And, uh, yeah, obviously the, wi- the wingers, it, 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 it's going to be great for the Bunnies, especially with Latrell Mitchell healthy. He likes the... Let that ball sink straight out. Cut out ball, bang. Um, The only time that I wouldn't be big on him if Latrell Mitchell isn't in the side, that's when they are Mm. 100% a left-edge dominant attacking team because it's all Cody Walker. But Latrell's healthy. They're going to use both sides of the ruck there. Um, Braden Burns is an interesting one if he gets that left-centre spot for the dogs.
1: Yeah, and look, who who do you think who do you think gets the the centre spots? Is it Alamotti and Burns? Is it Avarillo and Alamotti? Is it Avarillo and Burns? Like um, they've all but confirmed that Hayes is going to be the the fullback. Yeah. And wh- where does that where does that push Avarillo? Because okay, whilst he didn't set the world alight, he did. He's always done a re- fairly good job at um, at centre. But Alamotti, he's, he's no slouch either. He's, he's a young kid coming through, and mm. he's one of, he's one of the future of that back line, I think.
0: Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Whoever it is, I do like um, that mm. left uh, center spot for the dogs.
1: Who, Who else have we got here? His
0: issues with his hemis, though. Yeah, that's true. He is healthy at the moment, though, so it depends what sort of preseason he, he's putting out there at the dogs. Um, talking of left center spots, uh, Isaiah Tass. So a 54 average. 2023 it's pretty much cemented his spot there because um, there was a lot of movement in the back line for the the bunnies last year when they were trying to work out who to play paulo was playing wing tass is playing here paulo's left paulo's right tass is in tass is out i think that's all settled um and, and tass is going to be that left center and obviously being on that dominant left edge feeding uh alex johnson the ball i, I, I really do like him as a value play
1: yeah, look, I think there's. it's been the dominant side for their attack for a number of seasons. I don't think it's going to change. And look, yeah, Tass having a full preseason, knowing his position, finally locking down that spot. I think, yeah, I think an uptick in his his average is, is definitely warranted.
0: Yeah, a guy that we'll probably talk uh, a bit more about in the fullback rub is Tessie New. The fact that he's dual is very sexy. The type of play that he goes on with on the park is really conducive to great super coach points. I think he needs to be in the back of people's minds when you're drafting either your CTW or your fullback. What's your thoughts?
1: Yeah, look, I, I think his average is a little bit inflated from playing fullback for a large portion of last season. Um, with the Bronx, but um, he's definitely like, he still performs quite well at center anyway. And yeah, it's, it, he's not going to, it's the, it's the whole, there's no duels. So get at least one of them, one or two of them. Mm. Tasty new has been pretty much all but confirmed as getting the left two rf spots at uh, left city um, center spot. So mate, that's a big tick in the, um, in his box. And I, I, I'm looking at him. Relatively late in the draft, but um, definitely looking at him. So, the thing with with that is, you look at that
0: that line on paper for the Dolphins. There's a lot of solid players, but not a lot of high octane attacking players. New Mm -hmm. is that guy, which makes me believe that you know they might go to him a lot in attacking positions because he has that fleet-footed work close to the line. He's got a nice tackle break on him. He a nice little grubber. And, and gather as well. So a lot of facets to his attacking game, whereas i see the, the, the other guys that play for the Finns, they're very one or two dimensional players. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. he could be their go-to guy when they're attacking.
1: Yeah. I think, I think both him and Hammer have some real spark in attack, um, but you, you're hundred percent on the money with, um, Sure O'Sullivan's a bit bit vanilla in, in attack but I think he's he really guides the team across the park really well mm. um will we see the best of milf um or will there need to be a bit of an um bit of I don't know ducks and drakes from bennett to to get something out of him who knows I I'm really interested to see the second trial cuz they've obviously named a second string squad for this first game so yeah. we'll see what happens there
0: yeah for sure all right, bro. Anyone else you want to talk about here in the bargain basement before we
1: move on? Um, they're all they're all. Uh, maybe maybe just touch on Terrell Sloan. Um, he'll be getting his opportunity at fullback with um, Cody Ramsey. Unfortunately, going down with a a, a pretty terrible injury um, to his um, stomach. So that's. It, and it's a chronic injury as well. So it's not something that is, it's not going to be resolved like this season. And that's why they've just, they've put a line through him this season, um, all the best to him, but, um, gives a real opportunity for Sloan to, uh, make his mark. There's, there's a slight, slight question mark over whether he'll be, um, be at fullback or whether, um, Moses and Bayer might fill in there. Um, Look, the the dragons are in shambles at the moment because their their halves are either injured or suspended. Or, like their five eights, their fullback is now injured as well. Mm. They're in a lot of Barney rubble. Um, I yuck. would I would I would not want to be hook right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lot of sleepless nights, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, and look, I, if you could have all of your spine players being Benny Hunt, I think they would be able to get out of trouble. But there can only be one Ben Hunt, and um, yeah, I think it's it, it is going to be uh, a bridge too far. And look, as as tasty as Sloan is, um, I think he's going to he's going to sl- slide in virtually all drafts. But he's a dual mm. um, CTW fullback. He is a hundred percent worth your final pick. Um, if nothing else, just to hold on the bench just in case. Um, see see what he see what he puts out on the park, and see if there's any spark and attack that the Dragons can muster and um but yeah it, nothing really higher than that so i think he does slide um slide from uh from that bargain basement probably more so in your Hail mary pick um and he's definitely one that i would i'd would be targeting for my um my bench ctw spot
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, bro, let's get into the Hail Mary. Hail
1: Mary time here, four seconds. We're going to bet it all. You
0: son of a bitch, I'm in. This is 110 till the end. Uh, One guy that I really want to talk about here in this uh, section here, and I think he could probably move up to the bargain basement. Well, I would probably take him um, in the bargain basement, and that's Kenny Mamalo. Kenny Mamalo, and I'm, I, I almost wow. guarantee I'm... that Brian is going to talk about Kenny Mamalo as well. So yeah. he had three injury-affected games. Take those out. His, his average bumps up to 51. He scored 10 tries in 12 games to start the season in a hopeless Tigers team. I think that's fucking impressive. Brooksy sparked up a nice little combo with him, kicking to the corner, just allowing him to get up after it and come down with it. it. It was looking very sexy. Then he started getting some knee issues, right? And I was listening to the Magic Sponge every fucking week and Brian saying, I don't know why he's playing. I don't know why he, they've got him out there. Why not just rest him for the remainder of the season? Tigers aren't fucking playing for anything. Yeah. And he kept talking about it every single fucking week and it just drove that average down because he was just – it was you know, he got rested a couple of games, played fifty-nine minutes, then a thirty-one minute game, and it just ruined his average. And I guarantee Brian's gonna bring this up and say there is value here because of that injury. Especially now with the Tigers getting all these troops. You know, Isaiah Papali is gonna be out there on that edge as well. I'm big on Kenny Mamalo as, as a fucking value player. I honestly think he can go 55-plus. He might even go 60 if everything goes well for the Tigers and that left-edge hums we talked about. You know, if things go right for Isaiah Papali, that means Luke Brooks is going to be playing well, which I think will mean Kenny Mamalo play as well. So yeah, he's, he's look, one of my favorite he's, sleepers.
1: He's got the pedigree as well. So he's done it in the past. He's got 60-plus seasons in him. Um, the one thing that I did notice in the last couple of years is his work work rate and his effort was down massively. Like He looked like he was, didn't even want to be there in, in some games. Um, whether that was due to the injury or not, I'm not sure. But yeah, that was just one of my takeaways from watching him at times last season and the season before.
0: Yeah, last year his base went to shit. Because of that knee injury,
1: mm, kind of makes sense now.
0: Yeah, he yeah. it, it, it just started, and I, I can't wait to talk to Byron about because I'm pretty sure he's on the same page. It just there's value there because of that injury, and like God knows why they played him. Like, why, why are you fucking putting him out there? So Mate, um, why, do, why do the Tories do after these? Yeah, today? but yeah, I'm I'm big on Kenny. I think if you can get him, if you can get him in this Hail Mary, like. Picks 110 plus, fuck me. But yeah, in all honesty, mm. I would pick him in round eight. I would get him 75 plus picks. I'm happy. I'm happy to do that. I, I actually believe that he's going to be a-, a a big boom from that 45 average. I like it. Mm. Got to pick your fucking soapbox to stand on. I've done I,
1: um, it. Yeah, you, you picked your hill to die on. Look, I, I, I don't disagree with that one. I think that's a pretty good call. I think another another guy that um, I think he has a little bit to offer and um, his average is up to shit as well, CNK. Um, he's, he's a fullback CTW duel, average of 31.1. He's gone across from the Raiders to the Warriors almost certainly to get one of the center spots. Um, I think he's got he's got a good work rate about him and um, he, he's got good hands. Um, he's not going to set the world alight, but as as a as a fifth CTW option that can give you a bit of fullback cover, he's definitely one to look at as well.
0: Yeah, I don't mind that. Yeah, exactly.
1: I put him in the same sort of category as DWZ, who plays on the wing. Um, he's fullback CTW jewel as well. Um, both of them could fill a bit of a role as your fifth CTW.
0: Yep. Nah, no, fair. Good call. Um, last guy I'll talk about here in the Hail Mary is Jermaine Asako. The only reason I bring him up here is if he actually does get the start of the Dolphins and if he actually does get the goal kicking. If both those things happen, he is a dual CTW fullback kicking goals. Uh, he belongs inside. It's as simple as that. But if those things don't happen, don't worry about him. Um, actually two more guys to talk about. Now, if Suwalei does move over to the left center, it's going to open up a spot and we've talked about Jackson Paulo, but I've also heard Corey, Corey Allen's name, um, be thrown mm, in yeah, the mix yeah. for that right wing spot. Now Corey Allen is brought, a dual brought, fullback.
1: They brought him in for a reason.
0: Exactly. So just keep a close eye on whoever gets that right. Cause I, I think both of them, um, uh, Worth being inside, whether that be you know your fifth CTW or whatever the fuck. Especially if it's Corey Allen with that fullback dual eligibility, I do like that. So keep an eye on that space. Mm. All right, yes, fuck. There's a lot of guys to talk about. That'll there do. Are. That'll do. Even like- Sebastian, Sebastian, Chris. Like, <laughs> there's so-, like, there's I- so many like i said at the start guys if we haven't touched on a guy that you've been thinking about just dm us and we will give you our opinion on that guy um it's just really hard to talk about everyone when there's 150 players uh on the list here so we've just tried to nitpick guys that we think are gonna have really good seasons or guys that we're gonna think are gonna regress uh, we've done our best anyway fuck it let's get into the happy ending
1: you want. Happy ending? I got Let me break it down for you so you understand. I'll hold your hand like a small child. Oh, oh, oh fuck.
0: Oh, my God. Fuck, yeah. So, wow. It's, it's been a long, long rub. It's been rub. grueling. So, it's a been grueling, been grueling rub. A grueling yeah. rub. We've been using the elbow in the back. Like, it's been... You've been gritting your teeth through it. Now it's no, time to flip I've you been, over. I've been,
1: I've been standing on the back the old, um, the old time. Eh? A,
0: <laughs> holding, the ro- <laughs> holding the rope across the roof. Just get right into it. So you deserve to be finished off nicely. So that's what we're going to try and do here. Walker, talk to us about CTW strategy.
1: So, look we you you definitely alluded to it before with how how many there are in this position so there's no rush and it's similar to last last season and the season before there's a lot of value to be had from draft pick 50 onwards so you don't have to rush in and grab like um like four ctw's in your first five picks like you target your high ceiling guys first in better attacking teams but also consider the the dominant attacking side that they play for in that team and whether they might get starved with the ball, uh, starved of the ball. Um, so, said it a few times in the, in the podcast already that you, you want to be getting a couple of CTW jewels um, just for injury risk and things like that, that do pop up the fuck all of them though. So we've done a bit of a ranking of the, um, of the CTW jewels. We'll whack that, whack this onto the, um, onto the Patreon or something. We'll do something with it. But, um, We've got Reuven Garrick, obviously, Nick Meany. Um, we've got Tessie New. We've got uh, Lachlan Miller. We've got um, Ewan Aiken, who's a tour-f duel, which is, um, which is quite handy. We've got Jack Bird, who's also a, a tour-f duel. Uh, we've got Keanu Kola. Um, so he's a fullback dual. He, It's going to be interesting to see where he sits in the team because there's obviously a bit of player movement in the back line at the Manly side. Uh, Hammer, who's been... Um, definitely locked in and locked and loaded for the fullback spot at the Dolphins uh Asako who you mentioned before Natty he's um he's a sharp shooter that um look if he gets the run depending on how the Dolphins score you could be could be getting I don't know a 50 average by the end of the season and that's putting 14 on his um 2022 average DWZ um and CNK got them both in, both in together. Mm-hmm. I think they're they're both fullback uh, duels and definitely ones to look at. And Simonson, um, sort of from from the clouds, but um, a 37 average, he's going to slip in every draft. Um, so in a typical typical team, you'd be looking for four four C CD, playing CTWs, and with a four player bench, you, you'd aim to have a minimum of one. CTW on your bench just for rotation and for matchup rotation and for injuries. Um, and then out of your four, C- five CTW, sorry, you want two to three of them to be those real high ceiling players. So really have a, have a bit of a look at what potential they have to tip the ton or to get over 80 points in a game and really target those guys first, um, because they will be the hot property and the, the, the guys you want to get um, initially.
0: Yeah, and mate, well said. Yeah, if you can if you can make that bench CTW a jewel as well, you've done really well. Mm. That's sexy as fuck. But um, the way that I view CTWs is like I said earlier: base power meets dominant edge. So if you just look at the the top base power try scorers, you had Brian Toole, tago May, Crichton just because the Panthers were dominant on both sides of the field, right? They were they were split and so dominant, scoring so many tries on both edges with a great base power, right? Corey Oates, 30 ba- 34 base power, 20 tries. That's a great base power. Broncos were supremely dominant on the left. These are the guys you need to try and find, right? Ronaldo Miletalo, base power, 34. Tries, 17. Sharks were dominant on their left. M- Mazatulangi, 36 base power, scored Ooh. 17 tries. Cowboys started pushing the ball more out to the left towards the end of the season. That's what you need to start looking at when you're picking your CTW, especially if you're picking um, some of these elite guys and you're spending a decent pick on them. You want guys that have got a great base who are going to get the ball. It sounds so simple, but people forget this. People start picking guys that are on the other edge that are just going to catch a cold out there.
1: You yeah, want the yeah. dominant
0: edge. You want the fucking dominant edge. So, yeah, that's all. I'll just put that on there. I've actually got a, a post that I will put up on Instagram that outlines some of the best CTW base beats that meet try scoring upside as well. Nice. Righto, let's get into our boom-bust sleepers. I'll kick it off. Um, I like Joseph Sualee if he gets that right wing spot. I like the Fox, uh, Corey Oates. But the big one for me is Isaac Tungo, I think, uh, in this Panthers side. The year that he had last year, like I said, he's going to get more ball, early ball. He's just going to be a more focal point in this left-edge attack, and I think he can put at least five points onto that 2022 average.
1: I he, like it. Who you got for us? So I, I I'm thinking my two boom candidates, uh, Brian Toto. So I'll touch him a little bit later. You'll in my, touch him, all right. I'll touch him, him up, a all right. Good
0: touch. Yeah,
1: um, double-handed. Uh, <laughs> oh. So he's going to be my player focus, and um, Throbbo for Cobo. So Cobo, I think. Look, yeah, add Reese um I think he's going to add a d- dimension in attack, and he does love to use his right side. So I think he's going to be at the end of a lot of attacking, um, a lot more, even more attacking raids than last season. So um, I, I think Boom candidate for for me is is Cobo. Like Honestly, it because some am tragic Broncos. Like
0: it. Yeah, didn't expect that at all, bro. Wow, what a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Last, uh, last year at <laughs> Stag, so gave him yeah, the kiss of death. Yeah. Oh, poor Throbbo. He's going to have a terrible season there. Uh, let's get into busts. I'm going to go Sivitalikai here. Uh, I talked about it earlier in the podcast. I just think if you're drafting Talikai to be that, Crazy upside attacking player that you saw in those two rounds where he went 120 plus back to back, I think you are going to be bitterly disappointed. I think you'll see him more be that player that sucks in defenders and allows the guys around him to better perform and have more space to do what they do best. Remember, these guys are playing NRL. They're not playing fucking super coach. So if Mm. his best role in the team is to do that and to suck in defenders and to be that guy that he's going to worry the defenders, then he's going to be that player. Um, so I think he's a bust in that 60, 61 average. I think he'll fall back to around that mid-50s.
1: Yeah, and and look, to be honest, we saw, we've seen seasons gone by that um, Kickow has played that role mm. so many times. Yes. Like he'll go he'll go on a run, and you, you saw it time and time again with the, the Panthers, he'd go on a run where he'd absolutely brain it two games in a row. Teams a double mark up on him, and then you'd have either Crichton or or To'o get space on the outside or Lu- Luai himself. Yes. So it was just a one two punch. Yep. They just kept going, and then players would sleep on on kick out, and he'd just storm through and score like three tries. It's the exact same scenario. Same same thing that's yep. going to happen with Talakai. Yep. You got to bro. Um. I'm 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 all about that. So I I'm I'm on I'm on the bus with that one. Um. I've got three. I, I had to um, just with like the the new, we did these lists a, a week or two ago, but um, the the few that I had there, I had to change, change <laughs> one of them because yeah, um, all, all of them have had changes to their, um, their team structure. So I had Tupo as one of them, obviously with um, Suwali possibly shifting across to the left side, that's going to massively help his output. So yeah, we'll put a pin in that one. And I also had Nick Maney in there as a bit of a bust, but obviously spending most of the season at fullback and probably taking the kicking duties for the full season, he's actually not a bust either. Yeah. Um, but I do have um Dane Gay guy as a bust they're, because there because they're gonna have uh, Marju and Best on that left edge, I think there is gonna be a lot and we, we know that um, there is going to be a lot of funneling of attack down that left edge with um with Pongra anyway' mm. it's, there's definitely going to be a bit of starving of the ball for both um, gay guy and for Dom young as well so it's something something to consider
0: yeah I don't mind that at, at all and it sort of ties in uh nicely to both our sleepers actually so uh, for sleepers I've got Greg the Beast, Marzu, Xavier Coates as well. Um, and of course, Kenny Mamalo. I talked about Kenny Mula- mm. Mamalo and those injury affected games and how that's going to affect how people view him coming into this draft. Value, value, value.
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, you, you mentioned it quite well with, um, with Mazu. I think, yeah, Mazu's Marju coming to the, the club. I think best will see the best of best. And, um, look, it, it, it it's just going to be one of the most formidable attacking edges, the um, the center and wing combinations that we'll see in the league as the potential to be. Um, we haven't seen um, the best of Bradman for a number of seasons. So he's he's obviously been dogged with injuries and stuff like that. So having a full preseason under his belt, um, having a lot more ball and I think a lot more opportunities in attack, I think that's going to see, the, um, see a massive uptick from his 51 from last season fuck Um, me bro i'm very
0: proud of that whole spiel you just had there there was some fantastic word gymnastics in there um best the best of best uh we haven't seen the best of bradman i mean please have you been practicing that in the mirror oh well
1: i'm (laughs) just glad i haven't had the same
0: and didn't stumble over one of them (laughs) fuck me um you you Walker, look out! Ah
1: oh, no, I oh, know. Uh, I've been, <laughs> been practicing that in front of the mirror. Oh, um, that was good. And then, um, and then obviously, Katoni Stags had a pretty, pretty shit ass season, uh, from a super coach perspective. And yeah, I think there is going to be an uplift. It's just how much of an uplift is going to be. Um, he's got all the potential in the world. He has he has the potential and the skills to be the premier center in the game um are we going to see it i don't think we will but i think we'll see a much improved stags this season oh kiss of death again Uh oh oh no well, he's gone. He's gone from a boom candidate yeah. last year to the sleeper this Couldn't year. Couldn't help so. yourself. You had to mention what, him, though. What? What else? What else can I? I can't put him <laughs> as a bust because he's already up, up to shit. So
0: yeah, that's no, fair. Yeah. All right, let's get into player and in focus. I
1: wanted you to see these player evaluations. What's wrong with talent? I think he's a bust. I mean, the guy has hammies that could literally pull a car.
0: My guy, I've been teasing. Whole podcast, just dipping the toe in just the tip just for a second just to see how it feels it's greg the beast Mars you so 55.2 average at the titans in 2022 he did have an injury affected game in there in round 22 he only scored two points in three minutes that bumps his average up to 58 hello he averaged 6.8 tackle breaks a game i'll say that again he averaged 6.8 tackle breaks a game. <laughs> that's, that's pretty accurate. Yum, 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 yum. Only scored nine tries. Um, like we've been talking about, he's going to be playing on that left edge. Uh, and we know that that is the dominant edge for the, uh, the Knights. Ponga loves that edge, left edge sweep. If he does play 5-8, he will be on the left edge. We already know that. Um, Edric Lee, who didn't play a full season... He knocked up 14 tries in 16 games for a struggling night side.
1: Yeah, 14 finished, tries
0: in 16 games.
1: And he finished the season with a 56 average. And look, I, I feel like in, in like the amount of bump plays and all that sort of stuff that Marjorie <laughs> can do, you can, you can put another five on top of that easy. Plus, easy. He's,
0: he's the man crush factor as well. He, he's that sort of type of a Brian Toll where you're sitting back, you're watching the Knights play. It's probably a 2 p.m. game on a Sunday where you're thinking, well, whatever the fuck, this game means nothing. You sit back and go, oh, shit, the Beast is playing. Now we crack a couple of tinnies. Let's see how many fucking tackle breaks the big fella can get. It boosts the game. It boosts your super coach uh, experience when you have guys like this in your side. I'm big on him. I want him in my side. I'll be looking for him um, late-ish in the draft. I think... In all honesty, if he did fuck all, he would get 55. In his just, sleep. Just with his base yeah. and his his tackle breaks. Like if he scored yeah. f- if he went on to score 8 9 tries again, which I think he'll do in his sleep, um, he would still beat that average at the Titans. So really yeah. big on the beast. Love mm. him. And those those errors, those little um, those brain farts that he had last year in attack you know, another preseason, new system, they'll be working on that. He'll And also, he's going to come into this system knowing that he's got a permanent role in the wing where he didn't know he had that at the Titans. So yeah. that well, helps he with the mental He didn't have that. Yeah, like, exactly.
1: He was, he was flip-flopping out of the team all exactly,
0: the time. Exactly, man, exactly. So, yeah, I, I can't understate how big um, I am on the beast. Oh, yeah. yeah. Get him in. Get him in.
1: Get him here. I want to buff him. Get him um,
0: up here. I want to buff him.
1: <laughs> uh, all right. My in focus is at the man of the moment, Brian mm-hmm. Ty. Um, I'm look the, the shift from left side to right side from season 2021 to 2022 was pretty destructive to his um, to his attacking output. But he had an injury-riddled season as well on top of it, and. Look, I think the loss of uh, Billy Kicks on the left side is really going to focus a bit of attack down that down that right edge, and I think he's going to be a mad beneficiary. I'm going to take us in the door in, back and do a bit of a comparison between um, 2021 and 2022. I love just it to give a this. bit, Just to give a bit of a, um, a, a feel for what the differences um, were, where, they were that, where the real impacts were in his game. So obviously the big one's the average. So 2021, he averaged 84 points, 2022, 59 points. So we've kind of covered that already. Coefficient of variance. So this is how much, how different his high scores are from his low scores. He had a coefficient of variance of 34% for 2021, 48% for 2022. So they were a bit all over the shop um, through there. His base. So his base dropped from 42 points to 36 points in 2022. And this is the big one. So his base power dropped from 56.9 to 44.3 between uh, 2021 and 2022. So obviously a big difference was the tries. So he scored 14 tries in 18 games and and this was in 2021 and 2022. Eight tries in fifteen games. So didn't play that many more games in 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 twenty twenty one, but he almost doubled his um, try tally. So um, I think a bit of an uplift in in base uh, being out of injury, full preseason, um, feeling a little bit stronger and a bit more confident in his in his running game. It, it's going to do wonders because you look at the runs per game. It was twenty two point four runs a game versus eighteen point seven runs per game but it's really the tackle breaks um, where we saw a big difference as well. So it's 6.3 tackle breaks per game in 2021. So that's one every 3.7, 3.5 runs. Um, and then four tackle breaks per game in 2022. So that's, that's one every 4.7 runs. So it, it was the effectiveness of his running game that that really changed so he wasn't beating that first defender he wasn't getting that extra post contact meters that he wasn't getting um those bumps and stuff that he was getting in 2021 a lot of it was because he just didn't have the uh, didn't have the confidence in his in his um i think it was his achilles wasn't it um, I can't remember. Yeah, it was a it was a lower leg injury, and yeah, he was he was lacking a bit of confidence and a little bit of drive in his in, in his running game. And I think having the, having the full preseason, having off season as well, just to heal up, get his get his mind right, the shift in attack from left to right due to kicks leaving, all of it spelling um, a return to the glory days for Brian Toto.
0: Yeah. Totally agree. I mean, huge, huge boom candidate for 2023. Uh, This is a guy that we're talking about possibly being in the top 10 uh, picks overall for the 2022 draft. Uh, Now, a guy that will probably slip uh, to sort of mid-round two, maybe even later with that draft if people haven't got their finger on the pulse. Just screams value. I think he's going to get back up around that 70, 75 average. Uh, and we've talked about Nathan Cleary running this side, having more um, more ownership on both sides of the ruck. Obviously, he's a right-edge player. Now, Toa is playing on the right. And if you take your mind back to when To'o uh, first came on the scene, he was playing right wing outside Nathan Cleary, and they linked up really, really nicely. Mm. So I can see more of that happening in 2023. Just all sexy, just all gravy, baby. Yeah, um, yum, yum. Yeah. Where, where's if the earliest I'm, you'd take him?
1: Uh in the teens. Um, I'd probably do it just before the turn into round round three. Yep. Okay. So I, I yeah, I, there there are too many um like half decent spine players that I'd take ahead of him. Yeah. Look, he's he, he's an unreal talent. Yeah. Uh, and, he's, and he's one of those players you spoke, you, we both spoke about it a bit earlier about players that you really just want in your team uh, and, yes. and watch Enjoy them. Watching. He, is, he yep. is just that type of player that you're like, yeah, I'm glad he's in my team. How good yep. is this?
0: Yep. If you, if you had to ask, like, if you asked every rugby league fan out there in Australia and you asked them their favourite player, I guarantee you Brian To'o would be the consensus as everyone's favourite player. Maybe, do you know what I mean? Like, as an average over the every NRL fan,
1: yeah. Oh yeah. no, I know what you mean. Look, he, he play he plays with um plays with confidence. Everyone loves him. him. Everyone He's, fucking yeah. loves
0: him. It's as simple as that. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. Nice, bro. All right. Big balls calls. Uh, I've been tinkering away at mine because we did have a little bit of an argument about uh what's a <laughs> big balls call. So I've upped mine to make you look bad. And I'm going to go Isaac,
1: <laughs> Isaac
0: Tungo, 70-plus. What are you going to go?
1: All right, I'll go Tio, I'll go, 73-plus. I'll go, um, oh, what a pussy. What a hey. pussy. Seventy three. Both, they, both, they both averaged 59 last season.
0: 73. What a weak, gutted dog.
1: Mate, you're, you're talking about uh, like an uplift of, what, 11 points. Okay. I'm going I'm going you, 14.
0: You take Tago, I'll take Ta'o, and I'll take Ta'eye at 75. Because I got bigger balls than you.
1: You know, sometimes it's 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 really really annoying doing a podcast with you, mate. <laughs>
0: seventy-three. <laughs> oh god. Ah, oh, I can't wait to write the comment section for that post on, on socials. Fine, fuck you,
1: I'll go seventy five. Yes. <laughs> Bro, he's gonna do it. I love seventy-five for sure. Yeah. Um, no, I, I know. I know you will. It was more. I was just standing my ground.
0: Yeah, no, I won that one, didn't I? Uh, head to head, what are we going to do here, bro? What are the, some oh. of the guys that we talked about early on that were pretty close? Mamalo. Um,
1: no, Mamalo probably a bit lower down. What about?
0: Hmm. Usually we have we've nailed these
1: this is the hard one. They've come to us really easy in all the other podcasts. Yeah. Well there hasn't been as many options and that's the that's the big ticket here. Um What about fuck? What what about what about we both we both pick one of the sharks wingers?
0: Yeah, okay. I like that.
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah, sweet. I don't uh, care. Do you wanna do you, you wanna pick first? Yeah, oh, I'll right. pick one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take Murtala. Yeah, I'll, I'll take I'll take Ketala then. Okay, yep, that's nice. fine. Because I think they I think they're within a bee's dick of one another at the end of the season. Yeah. Yep.
0: And to be honest, when I put this up, I don't actually say who's picked two. It's just more or less just to ask people who they are going to. Um,
1: but I think you could you could us. almost you could almost put two head to heads on this one or three. Let's go. Um, what do we got? So, next one would be um, I reckon Suwali versus uh, Tupo. Mm-hmm. I reckon Cobo versus Oats is another one. Yes. Um, I think um, Dom Young versus um, Best is an interesting one. Or Marju? Or Ma- Well, I think Maju is going to have to be both I love. No, they're I'm good. Big, they're they're big good.
0: The Multalo, Katao, Suwali, uh, Tups, Cobo, Oats. Yeah, that's good. Hmm. that's good bro alright let's get into some questions from the rubbers excuse me
1: I'd like to ask you a few questions you want answers you know the question are these really the questions that I was called here to answer I'm on Burgundy I
0: guarantee you there's gonna be fucking plenty here let me get them up anyone's from the Patreon
1: i forgot to put a uh, post out to call Dropping for additional ball. questions we had we well mate we had we had a shed boat of questions last last pod and yeah. look we we rubbed them rubbed them hard we rubbed them raw and, that's right um, we've, got a, we've
0: got a patreon podcast coming up soon that's right save him yeah. save him people yeah, yeah, yeah uh all right let's get into these ones we've got is manu a trap for where he will go uh, he's 2022 average CTW 67. No, it was 71 actually. Uh, Suwalei also playing um, centre. Is that better value? So to answer that, uh, yes, I'm happy for you to go Manu in the top 10, and I, we're not big on um, Suwalei. Oh well, is he? Oh no. So he's asking, is Suwalei better value? No, I think. No.
1: Uh, look, I, I think there's there's a bit of a downtick like his try screwing capability but there's an uptick because there's going to be more ball because I think that edge is going to be a bit more dominant in attack and because of the and something that we'll
0: talk about with Brian as well is Tedesco and the concussions and the injuries mm. that are starting to pile up and how he's a little bit longer in the tooth. Um, you know, he goes down and Manu plays fullback for the rest of the season. Fuck me. Who knows? Who knows yeah, what his cause, average
1: is? Because, like, how many concussions is... is um... A lot. <laughs> yeah, a like lot. Did, but did Teddy have any last season? Because I know that he had, the, he had a couple um, towards the back end of 2020... Um, 2021, sorry, but yeah, yeah. I'm interested. Uh, we'll we'll br- definitely bring it up with Brian. because yeah. that's a that's a really good point.
0: It's a, yeah, it's a concern of Brian's, which means it's a concern of mine.
1: <laughs> pretty yeah. pretty well, much. We we fly we fly pretty close to, to what <laughs> yes. Brian says. and um, yes. We we, be, we believe him to to a fault. So. Yeah, with that sort
0: sort of shit, because he is the man. He is the fucking yeah. man. Uh, is Garrick Trap City? Now, he comes out saying that he's training in the centres full time. Yes, he is Trap City, especially if you're looking at Garrick in those picks 8 to 13. Don't mm. take him there if he's playing centre.
1: Yeah, it's it's one of those things that they might be training him there just as, like, because um, centre's a really important position in defence. Mm. So they depth. might be training just for depth, just mm. in case they're. Really, cause they don't have that many quality um, center options uh, at Manly, so they, they're they fairly flush with some options on, on the wings, but um, I mean, in saying that though, how long is Saab out for? He's out for half the season, isn't he? He did his ACL. Yeah, yeah, yeah so he did, yeah. So they've got Tua, Tua and, um and maybe a handful of others, but yeah, okay. Uh, look, I I feel like they're they're probably just because he, he he can play fullback, he can play wing. It might be just another arrow in the quiver, just to because there is a lot of defensive training that's required to play centre. Yeah, that might be what it is. Yeah, the saying is. We don't know that we don't know. Aaron Equipment but yeah uh, we, we won't know until um, until we see some trials
0: yeah 100% um, next question pick 10 and 12 man draft if Manu gets to me would I be mad to let him slip
1: I I think with just the scoring potential that he's got I uh, I would think that that is yep. wild
0: yep. Um, the, yeah the thing is like those 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 picks at the back end of round one it's just a backer gut pick because there's so mm. many guys that we believe belong there, and it's just whoever you think It's, it's one of
1: those It's one of those believer picks yep. that, look, yep. um, they're not going to disappoint you massively, but you might kick yourself a little bit if you don't go one way rather than the other.
0: Yeah, because you could go Manu, yeah, you could go, go Gussie, you could go IPAP, you could go Hughes, and any of these picks, I ain't pushing back on them. So... Just back your gut and those late picks in the first round. Uh, what rounds do you look at to stock your four CTWs? So you were sort of mentioning, you know, popping your head in around that picks forty plus and just seeing yeah. What's available. I think I
1: think I think forty plus. You, you see what's available. I, I want at least one by pick fifty odd. Mm. Um, you, you want to get a, a real high high, um, high potential one, high ceiling guy early. Maybe go for another another strike to af and then then maybe dip back into the the, the um, CTWs and because you want it you want two to three pretty decent ones and then you can kind of get three um three like half half decent ones. Yeah, for sure.
0: Um, all right, bro. What about this one? Where does Alex Johnston go? Mid third round question mark pick
1: twenty five. No. Yeah. I'm I've got I've I've pegged him at about um after the turn on. Round four,
0: and it's big on where your fucking Supercoach finals land as well. Obviously, if your
1: if your Supercoach finals is in round twenty five, probably mid mid round twenty um, mid round three is probably an option. Yeah, um, a lot of the a lot of the South guys we we have put down the rankings just because the vast majority of draft leagues will have him.
0: Yeah, yeah we'll have him in a buy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so if you are asking the question and your grand final is around 25 and you're talking about taking him around that pick 25 uh, to 30, then yes, that's fine. Yep. Uh, to'o, a substantial increase on the 59 average? Question mark. Yes, we've talked about that. Sualei or Taylor May?
1: I think Taylor May. Yeah. Um. Even though I think there's going to be, um, yeah, there's going to be a bit of a regression. I just feel like there's a bit of uncertainty in Suwali's role. He's got the
0: better base um, I'm big on Isaac Tungo which means I've got to be big on Taylor May mm-hmm. so yeah I do like both of them especially if Suwali yeah. is playing on that right wing but I've got May just a little bit ahead of him just because of the team he plays for and the base that he has Yep. Uh, besides Manu To'o, Holmes, Garrick who would be the next best CTW so who have we got ranked next We've got so Mays up there. Uh we've got Ronaldo Mulatalo. If you're by if your uh, grand final is round twenty-five, you, you can talk about AJ, you can talk about Campbell Graham, um, mm-hmm. Isaac Tungo, any yeah. one of those guys should be going um pretty quickly, sort of around that round four, round five, round six.
1: Yeah. Well I think the I think there's a bunch of the, the guys like um Lomax, Cobo, Katawa um, Jesse Ramey and Stephen Crichton a bunch of those got oh Daniel Tupo as well they'll all fall around up to that like pick 70 um, odd range as That's well it.
0: there's so much value because it's so deep there's so much value at CTW don't stress about it yeah. don't stress go oh fuck I didn't get Mano, I didn't get Garrick I didn't get To oh. don't fucking stress about CTW there's so much value do you know what I mean, if you look at the CTWs that absolutely brained at last year, guys like Multalo Katoa, where did they fall in last year's draft? Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. value is there to be had at CTW, just to be smart about it.
1: Yeah, you've got to you've got to keep your finger on the pulse of where things are heading, where people are, are, are going. Because yes, there might be a run on on CTWs, but look, that might open up a few opportunities for a really good quality two RF. So fuck. Drop everything, grab them, and then circle back because by the time everyone's had their bit of a run on CTWs, there's still going to be some value.
0: Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Don't yeah, don't don't fucking stress about it. Seriously. Um, Next one, Bizza over Val Holmes question mark.
1: I have thought about this myself. Um, (laughs) I'm 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 going to put it out there. I think the more I think about it, yes, yeah. Um, the final strength of schedule is one of the best for uh, CTW and Holmes. He obviously has the buy in round twenty-four. So yeah, or, or is it round twenty-three? One of the two. Um, anyway, he's he's got a buy in most people's final series. So yeah, it's I would. If if Holmes still had his fullback duel, I'd be all over it. But no, he's he's straight straight CTW. I think for so much uplift in Brian Toto's score, um, scoring potential that
0: it's yeah. very oh. fucking close, isn't it? Because you've got that oh. that base power versus the goal kicking. Ah oh, man, it's yeah, it's very close. I, yeah. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't snicker at, at either one of those. You know, that is definitely a backup gut pick whoever you like more if you like brian if you rather brian to in your side go him if you're a bit bigger on the cowboys take valheims uh, i think they'll they'll average pretty close together
1: it's a lot closer than i first envisioned mm, yeah just
0: a good question yeah. uh last one we've got do you see smith shields taking a center spot over chris or tomoko no, I don't. Nah. I think, no. I uh, think... Oh, I can't, yeah. It's a pretty settled back line with Savage, Kotrick, Chris, Tomoko, and Rapana. I think uh, Smith Shields definitely coming off... Was it an ACL as well?
1: I think it might have been, yeah. Yeah, because so... He, it, he's though, he was, he's he just going to be done. done early, he was done early in the season. So, look, he's, he's an injury or two away, yep. I think. Yep, I agree. Um, plus, like, the back line for... Um, Raiders haven't really scored that that well. Like the the potential that Kotrick has had for from a super coach perspective in years gone by was up there because he does he, he takes the ball up, gets good run meters and stuff like that. But yeah, it just hasn't translated across. Yeah. The the only two that um that I'm probably looking at in that back line is Xavier Savage and Sebastian Chris. I think Rapana might be might be fading away a little bit.
0: Yeah, he's, he's getting there, isn't he? He's definitely in the back end of his career. Um, yeah, uh, like you said, an injury or two away from starting in this Raiders side. Right, that's it, bro. Fuck. Two two hours. I think we've done really well there. I thought it might have been three hours.
1: Mate, uh, in in this time, I've um I've been answering questions on um on Patreon, so a couple of, <laughs> oh, couple oh, of the, ping couple ping. of the punnet- a couple of the punters there have asked for some additional strength of schedules, so I've been busting those out oh, while you're you've been on your little weapon. fucking rants. You're an absolute um,
0: fucking weapon, bro. Don't let later. anybody tell you differently. Including <laughs> <Pretty new. laughs> you. <laughs> All right, guys. Look, fire up those five star sledges. Remember, it's getting closer and closer to the date where we're going to announce the Listener League for 2023. So make sure you get them in. Uh, as always, if you want to be in a draft league, just ask me. I'm going to put you in a league. Uh, plenty of those guys are coming in. Uh, it doesn't matter if you want to be in a cash league. If you're a rookie, you want to be put with rookies. If you're a lady and you just want to be in a ladies' league, let me know and I'll do my best. Uh, as always, the Patreon is firing away on all fucking cylinders. And to be honest, the 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 preseason stuff is the tip of the iceberg. All the best tip gear, of the tip, the tip, of the tip. <laughs> all the best gear is going to hit you right in the fucking face. Come round one, I'm telling you, people, it is something you are not going to want to miss. And lastly, TikTok. Jump on there. Have a look at our top five drafts. We've got one that we're going to be recording tonight. It's going to be the best NRL put-downs or the most impossible put-downs of all time. So head over to TikTok. Give us a follow and check that that out. But that's it, bro. That's the final siren. Let's get out of here. Go follow us on all the socials. Don't be a fucking dog. And remember, there are many things a man can do with his time. This is better than most things. You're damn right, Walker. Catch us next round on the Weekly Rubdown.
1: there india <laughs>